about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. team back again no they're not get out of here <laughs> well you know who is back worst gig ever i'm mike pace i'm jeff garlock and this week we've got ben Whitesides of uh the much missed band the joggers who uh are a, a personal uh fave of mine they're a band that my that oxford collapse toured with a number of times you turned me on to them i played me their cover of uh long distance run that's around r- that's by right yes. they do a spot on cover of uh long distance run around by yes with the, and the drums are just the drums pick it up a little bit right they literally pick up the pace with this guy, because I always find uh, a place to mush when that song comes on. <laughs> I'm glad you moshed to that. Um, <laughs> the, the Joggers were a fantastic band based out of Portland, Oregon, who existed, I'd say, probably from 2000. Eh. They, they were first a band called Stateside. They became the Joggers, and they disbanded uh, a few years ago. But they put out two fantastic full-length records. The first one's called Solid Guild, and the follow-up is called With a Cape and a Cane. Um, or it might just be cape and a cane. It's the cape and a cane are in the title. Uh, the, the words are there. Yeah, the words are there. There, they were um, uh, an intricate band. They were a catchy band. Um, but we shared uh, Oxford Collapse and the Joggers. We sh- we shared some heartache. Our our the tours that we went on were always fun, but maybe right. they weren't uh, incredibly well attended. Sure. Uh, having said that, we did play together in places like Fargo, North Dakota. Wait, Columbus, what? No Ohio. one was there. Uh, that was surprising. Little, those were a little on the soft side, yes. but at the same time, we we uh, I remember having uh, some some very fun shows with them in uh, Chicago, which was always a good place to play. Yeah, and the shows were always fun. Sure, these guys, uh, Ben, and then you had Daryl on bass, and you had uh, Dan on guitar, and Jake. On drums, Jake is now the drummer of uh, uh, Steve Malcolmus's band. Nice. Uh, hey, if you're going to be on a shitty tour, you might as well have some good guys with exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I remember getting food with these guys and really enjoying ourselves. Every time we'd go into Portland, we'd hang out with them. We'd stay with them. Um, they are uh, one of the unsung greats, I feel, of the aughts. Uh, their song, Entitled Back to the Future is one of my favorites. Uh, some good stuff. And we had a really interesting, revealing episode with Ben. He talks Great a episode. lot about, uh, you know, just just some of the what-ifs, some of the things that you struggle with when you you know you're reaching the end yep. with the band. Um, the inevitable end. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I know what else to say. Make sure you go out to uh, Worst Gig Ever's iTunes. Uh, oh, yeah, Subscribe. Put some reviews on there. Uh, send us some emails if you'd like. to. This programming doesn't come for free, people. Actually, it, it, it comes does. comes completely free. It's totally uh, free. But go uh, subscribe to us. Like us on Facebook and do all that. And yes. until then, listen to this new episode. Exactly. If you have any thoughts about it, if you want to be on the show, if you want to share any tour stories, Worst Gig Ever at gmail.com. So without further ado, (laughs) (laughs) yep, here's Ben Whitesides of the Joggers on Worst Gig Ever. I have friends in Portland, and actually, I just want to play in a band, and so I'm going to go to Portland and play in a band, and that's when I went. So I moved in 2000 to Portland. Oh, okay. And I'm, I lived there for 10 years. And that's the story of Ben Whiteside. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. see. There it is. Welcome to Worst Gig Ever. Oh, I'm, yeah. Uh, you know who I am. Yeah, I well, the, why are you introducing me? Well, I don't know what I'm doing. You're a crazy person. Uh, well, yeah, we got Ben here. Hey, Ben. Hi. Welcome. Hi, thank Welcome. you for having Welcome me. Welcome to the studio. Thank Welcome you. backstage. Thank you for having me, guys. It's great to be here. Uh, so, Adam Sandler. 
Here's yeah. here's the story. This is how we're starting, <laughs> Adam Sandler. I, I okay. We this was a question that was asked we've before discussed we started. This before Billy Madison, Happy Gilmer, absurdist masterpieces, hilarious movies. Right? I think we can all agree on that. I, I, I can you, agree. It's been a while, but I'm 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 going to say yes. You should okay. make it less of a while and watch it. They are actually really solid. Since comedies. then, we Adam Sandler has become our laziest movie star. Mm-hmm. And so my obsession slash fascination is with a guy who can really do whatever he wants. Like he can make any movie he wants. Yet he chooses he chooses to make movies based on whether or not he gets to wear shorts every day <laughs> versus <laughs> pants. But uh, don't you don't you wonder? I sometimes I I, I can't say I, I keep up very well with his career, but. Um... It wasn't he. Was it, didn't he have that movie where it was like he was he was like an aging, sick comedian? That's funny people, funny. Well, this right? Is, yeah. And so there was like he had all these movies in there that were like uh, like of the uh, I forget it was like a mermaid or merman or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. It that was like fun of what he was does. making fun of it, right? And so then he comes out with a bunch of movies in real life. But that, which is this ultimate sign of him not caring well, exactly. and not giving a fuck is that he can do that. And also coming out of Punch Drunk Love, which again, if he's given material. And that's where the frustration lies. Because Punch Drunk Love, he's amazing. Yeah, and you know he has the talent to make these really interesting and also genuinely hilarious movies. Um, but he chooses. <laughs> Your dog is really caught up. <laughs> Just have to have the dog. Um, <laughs> and full disclosure, full discretion, as we say on the show, I saw That's My Boy in the theater. Laughed that, consistently. Is that his latest? That's the latest one. Right. Laughed. Wait, did you see Jack and Jill in the theater? I saw Jack and Jill in the Did plane. you laugh consistently at that one? No, but I did laugh like four or five times, which on the Adam Sandler scale of is it watchable, right. four or five times <laughs> is, uh, uh, for a plane movie, is totally worth it. Uh, so, Your so, obsession is much stronger. I, I don't even have an obsession. It's, it's, I'll watch every Adam Sandler movie eventually, uh, but... I'm going in knowing most of them are going to stick, and that there will be two or three lines I think are pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Right, right, right. But Jack and Jill legitimately felt like, if I saw it in the theater, that they forgot to play the first reel. And it just started, <laughs> like, when they still had reels, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, uh, whatever, just start with the second thing. It's just a bar, but the bar has been, has been l- but lowered Don Cacino so much. But Don Cacino was great. They're, they're, Al Pacino doing an ad for... Dunkin' Donuts for the Dunkachino was actually a legitimately kind of funny. That was part of the movie. It was like an uh, he was Adam Sandler was a commercial director in the movie. I see. So he was trying to get Al Pacino to do the Dunkachino in the commercial. (laughs) Reference every single movie that Al Pacino was ever in in this giant lavish musical, (laughs) which was hilarious at the last. Five minutes of the movie. It was literally right before the credits. Yeah, right before the credits. Well, and maybe, it is going, uh... you can't do it. <laughs> that <laughs> but, was it. To answer the question, it's that here's a guy that's clearly talented and that I do love. Yeah. I just wish he would make better movies. Well, you know, even if he if he goes down as the laziest movie star, that's something. That's an achievement, you know? He's reached a superlative. He, right. Well, that 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 is and true. And he's able to bring all of his friends along. You got to give him that. Well, like, it, all of his friends my, get movies and... Well. He does grown-ups in movies like that where it's just like, hey, I'd love to hang out with Chris Rock and Kevin James in the My Caribbean. My theory is that he's making movies for his, his the two young uh, girls, a.k.a. his daughters. That sounded weird the way he said I think he's making movies <laughs> to, for so his kids. For the uh, listener, the a daughter is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway. All right. Ben, you're here. Ben White. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I don't have anything more to say. On the Adam, ju- Sandler. Adam Sandler is done. Adam, we'll see it, it, you let him, you let Mike take the reins okay. on Adam. Sandler. Adam That's Sandler, we'll see you later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perfect impression. <laughs> Dead on. Spot on, Sandler. Uh, so yeah, so we've got Ben from the Joggers. We do, uh, and uh, we've talked enough about worst, uh, worst what a worst movie ever. Efforts. So uh, just just for a little background, the Joggers and Oxford Collapse go way back. Mm-hmm. Same booking agent. Yep. Uh, uh, you guys were one of our favorite bands. We always loved playing with you. We did a number of short tours together that yep. were fun. Totally. But definitely fit within the grand spectrum of fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but were love, the shows good? We love hanging out with these. I wouldn't say that the shows were... were they were fun! In terms of, like, what... Like, they definitely weren't uh, uh, bad shows by any sure. stretch. 
uh, I don't know. What would you What would you say, I, Ben? I, I'm. I. I think that they were fun. I remember those that tour or those tours being um, like on a scale of of terrible to <laughs> not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and it's good I, that when not so bad is the <laughs> highest level. You know, if you're if you're gonna um, if, if you're gonna have a rough tour, it helps so much to be with a band that you like, right? E, you know, it just helps so much because you're in it together. It's more, you know, you know there's something about that. that and really this helps. this is actually something that we haven't really addressed on the show yet. Is kind of you know touring like band tour mates. Sure, and the camaraderie mm-hmm. that develops when you do when you are playing in Milwaukee on a Monday night or whatever it is. Sure, uh, th- I mean I've played plenty of tours or mini tours and shows with bands that I was like, ah, eh, they're fine. Like if you know if I didn't know them before, like musically, they're like they just weren't my cup of tea. But G- like GGBB, right? That's classic. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Good guy, bad band. Yeah. yeah. How is their How's their band? Great guys. Just great guys. <laughs> They're the best. But that's the thing. The great guys can. And I'm sure we play. We were Panthers was a band that people were just like, eh, I'm not so psyched on them. But well, great I th- guys. I think probably every band. Well, most. I certainly my band. I'm sure that's been called that or bad B B B B. Right. B G B B for the list. <laughs> Uh, Bad guys, but I yeah. think that's I think it is a big thing, like you know camaraderie and like it, it, like having someone having another band to back up. Hey, Iowa sucks, right? Like we oh yeah, it's this just was so much... not fun, but we can now go to like a weird hotel and go swimming or something. Yes. You know, it's it it really helps. It, I I I remember that being a huge benefit and just the one of the most fun parts of it because you, you you know you. At the very least, you come out of it with new friendships or like, um, you, you, you know, uh, improved friendships, right? You know, yeah. and a whole new experience. Whereas, like, we went through that shitty thing together. And I, I mean, I have nothing but fond memories of the of the time spent together. And I, the, and the, but the, sh- the, you know, and the shows are oh, they were okay. But I remember know. them being fine. Like, yeah. I, I remember playing um, one show that sticks out. Like, didn't we play in Duluth or something? It was really middle middle of the country. Uh, oh no, you know where it was? It was Fargo, Fargo. At the Aquarium. <laughs> In Fargo, North Dakota, and there was like no one. Wait, there. was the club called the Aquarium? Club, or the club is called the Aquarium, okay. and, it's, and it's a good. We've talked about it before Have on we? the show. Um, it's it's uh, it's a, the guy who does it is does it for the love of you know, ah. and and it's a fun time. But it's it's one of those lowered expectations. But it, but but it, but it was one of those things where it was like there was no one there, and yet and, and you took out your, you somehow take out your frustration at the right. lack of audience, and that frustration becomes a better show it's like you're you're venting the frustration with the turnout on on you know while you're on stage and somehow you put on a better performance right like that um at least i found that sometimes sure i mean i think again that continues with the plus of liking who you're touring with because if you especially at the the level that you guys are talking about with these tours like because if you have those shows where it's like ah like four people paid Like at the very least, you've got the other band you're on tour with to play for. Well, that's the thing is that you know, and to and to actually like you know enjoy like you know kind of have a back and forth on the stage totally. and like yeah. a, you know because ideally it is kind of a conversation like you know even you know you're yelling at the crowd but you're still having a conversation with them. Well, uh, yeah. And besides the fact that you're gonna hear their set thirty times or right. whatever, you know, right? So. uh yeah, you you have to spend so much time with them, almost as much as you do with the, with the people in your own band. Yeah, and you don't need to spend any more time with the people in your own band, right? So, well, let's and th- it's also nice because you can switch off. You can do the like, oh, right, va- right. maybe this band, right? I'll go, uh, I'll <laughs> yeah. go with them, and you go here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, doing the trade is sometimes key. Um, oh, I just remembered a couple more. Sorry, the reason why I'm looking at my my you got some t- you got my, some tour tales. My my wise phone is the <laughs> the uh, oh, that's the wise phone. Is, wise is that phone. by Frito Lang? It's uh yeah it's pretty, it's it's free to lay wise phone. So wait, but just just in terms of the band, uh if if for some reason so, you're not in the know, the joggers. Summarize it. Uh, the joggers are a band from Portland, Oregon. That's right. So give us your Wikipedia. Uh, I, I, okay, verbatim. Here we go. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> Finally. So uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if this was this was uh, we were being if if, <laughs> if if the tapes were running, so to speak. But uh, when I moved to Portland, I moved to Portland in two thousand to start a band, um, and uh, we started with uh, Jake and Daryl, and at that time it was Murphy. Um, I met those dudes. Uh, one was a friend of a friend. Two of them were actually were friends of friends. One one uh, Jake we met through paper and then we should say that jake is the current drummer in stephen malcolmus's band the jicks that's right and that Darryl, we should and we will yes and that daryl's a carpenter daryl's a carpenter like dan dan is um is a musical uh i wouldn't say jack of all trades he's just a guitarist that plays in a ton of bands he's he, a wonder kind well no he is he is he is he uh he plays with scout niblet and um mm. castanets and a million other bands. Oh. Mm. okay um, so i actually don't know what else he's getting involved with right now suffice to say there's a lot of talent yeah. in, this, in this gene did pool. you play was, music but did you play in bands before yeah you got no, to i was with, i was in, have no well, is, 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 no there's a little no, is there, there's a little no, no. uh ska in in yeah the, uh, so so background. you know the interesting thing <laughs> it all comes together it's um I, in high school i was in bands right whatever and and then when i went to college i uh got seriously into wanting to play music and try to start bands and i, I just never could i could never right. come together i picked up guitar sophomore year like i was a singer in high school and uh-huh. so it, like it it helped to be able to play an instrument and sure sort of, um but i did play trumpet in high school and so um i i was having a crisis of sort of a belief in uh my career my major it was, it was an engineering major and all i wanted to do was play guitar and, right and so i um took a semester off and i and i met um at college, a bunch of people uh, who were in a band called The Scholars, and one of I them was named Isaac, Isaac Green. So Isaac oh, Green... that's who I know. Right. So Isaac I, Green, The Scholars. Isaac Green, The Scholars. So I, Isaac went on to start um, uh, Star Time Records, right. which we were on, and also uh, my, the Joggers were on. And then he went on years, years later to find greater success with... Uh, I think uh, Foster the People is one of his bands, oh. and, and Peter Bjorn and John. Like he works, yeah. at, he works at Columbia or something like that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so but at, the, at that time, um, my first tour tour was was as a trumpet player, um, extra. Okay. Um, in in the Scholars, and I got to go out from St. Louis out west and play. And, uh, How into Sky were you? I, I you know I don't want to sound like cliche, but it was like I, I love the sixties sure. uh, stuff. I, I, I and I really liked a lot of rocks that I still do. I think that music right. is beautiful and amazing. Um, we're also talking about a time. What is this? This is late nineties, right? This so this is, is, this, is like, yeah, yeah. this is in the in the air. And it's a it's a it was a well known yes. like more roots. Band, you know, like, because you know, like, I was in, I'm sure it's, it might have come up, one of my first bands for it lasted for two practices. I was in a band called Reservoir Ska yeah. in <laughs> high school. That's, this has not come uh, up. That's good. Noted. Yeah, oh, it hasn't? Yeah, Reservoir Ska. Uh, not it's a, good. It's a that good was, play on words there. Nope, terrible play on words. <laughs> I was uh, always, one of the worst forced Ska's in. <laughs> that's what happens when you're 15. I was always trying to get uh, the other guys in the joggers to start um, a uh, cover band called Sconic Youth. <laughs> Sonic Youth with Ska. And, and I'd probably rather listen to Sconic Youth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's be honest. Anyway, so the, like that sort of got me. I was, after I went on tour with them, you know, it's obviously pretty easy to make fun of. It's a slow right. moving target, like a bunch of white suburban kids sure. dancing to uh, their Ska music. Sure. Um, but, you know, in, in retrospect, like those shows were really fun like right. they were really energetic and there was not like a ton of drinking and it was just it was like positive energy and you can yeah. contrast that to i think shows that we probably have all seen thousands of, of right you know a bunch of disgruntled dudes staring morosely right at a, at a band not moving and there's sure. not a lot of joy in the room um you know that's, when that's i was Scott in scene starts to look pretty good yeah <laughs> i think there was a, yeah the, when i you know i was there was a brief period because it was like ska bands would play with punk bands would play with hardcore bands yeah. in high school but like i when i was into it uh during that brief period like it was because it was happy music I, like, I actually, to, to I, watch happy yeah, music yeah. as opposed to brutally familiar playing cops <laughs> suck right, right. Uh, you i know. i think that that was i have very fond memories of that amalgam uh, you know the, the, right. the confluence of all of those genres come together and going to see shows on long island yeah in like 1995 right. 96 97 like jc super scott <laughs> spring heel jack oh yeah there were there was uh you know there was there's a ton there's yeah. a ton of them so, yeah. so 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 i did that mm-hmm. uh 
that was just for like two weeks the, and, and uh, I took a whole semester off to do it and the, the singer developed throat nodules and so the tour was canceled and I went back and I, instead of actually doing something intelligent I like read a book and got depressed for the rest of the semester it's not, <laughs> not a productive use of time and then after college I went to, to Portland and I started the joggers with these guys and um, yeah so we, we, that band was this is what the, this is like 2000 two, this is 2000 and uh, everyone wanted to play and, and the band was the band was originally called State exactly and then there was a band in Nashville who had that name and Stateside is a bad name so we decided to trade, so, see, trade state, we tried to trade up for a, to a different bad name Stateside and, well uh, Stateside always sounded very kind of heavy to me like you could yeah. definitely see like a hardcore band called Stateside it's not like, it has, maybe because I'm thinking State of the Nation it feels like a, a mid-era like Revelation Records yeah. band would have been a split with Engine of like Kid reminds like undertow or, like it's a heavy yeah. like just Stateside feels heavy yeah yeah it, 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 I, I didn't <laughs> like the name and I, I don't I, I don't like the joggers name either but it, anyway, so we had to change their name, and um, whoever likes their band's name, I don't know. <laughs> Did you like Oxford Collapse? Well, you know what? I was I I came up with it. Uh, it was originally called the Collapse. That was the, that was the okay. original name, and then Oxford came about because Dan, the drummer, and I, and Yunsing, our original first bass player, all studied in London, right? And we lived off of Oxford Street. Ah, uh, okay. So I was fine with the name, but Dan. Hated it. Yeah. So, and as, oh, I always hated it. And so we were always just kind of, and because the band went through a number of iterations at the very beginning, right. we never changed the name. Right. Yeah. Like the band started off and sounded completely different than what it ultimately became. And so, but we never thought to change the name. Sure. And we've oh, regretted it ever since. It's just kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. it's the so name. So it's, it's one of those things that you, that, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. a bunch of guys playing. This. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I, I do remember, just as a little aside, from a show we played at the Triple Rock. In right. Minneapolis, and you guys were billed as the Jaggers. Uh, you know, <laughs> probably. Hello. <laughs> probably a much better name. Uh, there was there's actually a power pop band called the Jaggers. So there? there was. Like, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So so bring us back to those early. Okay, offs. so in 2000. Um, you know, we we wanted to play, and we were we there was a bunch of bands in Portland at that time. That it wasn't quite yet a, a valid careerist destination. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe people who were born and who, who, sorry, who were there in 1990 thought it was old news. Right. right? But it, the, to me, what is, it hadn't yet become what it is now, of course. Um, and, um, so there's bands like the Planet The and 31 Knots and Panterismos and these really good bands that we really liked. And there's a ton of other bands too. And, and, um, there's a club called the Blackbird. That was really active and short-lived, and owned by this guy from Chicago named Pat Keneally. Who um, it, it, the club didn't last very long because I think a lot of the employees drank the <coughs> profits. Um, so anyway, um, we we wanted to uh, I don't know what, what do we do? We we we, we I think we, we booked our first tour by. We went out to thrift stores and we got a bunch of records, uh-huh. and then we made boxes out of those. Right, we threw threw away the, the records. Right, they were often the weirdest covers you could find. Sure, and then made boxes out of those records, and then we like printed up this unusual pamphlet we'd already recorded at that time um, uh, on our own dime, of course, and and uh, and we had a CD, and then we printed up these little pamphlets that were sort of like I, I don't know, they were they were weird, weird little introduction to the band. It was mm-hmm. sort of like this n- fake naturalist um, mm-hmm. take on mm-hmm. something in the and, guise of a press release but, type thing. Or, yes, um, you know, in lieu of a press okay. release because right. we didn't want to send out like you know four dudes by a train track. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know some love that the old brick that. wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was like, oh, let's how you know this was two thousand. So the internets, of course, were there, but it was it wasn't not what it is. You're still now. sending out packets. Yeah, yeah. To, and so and so to um, so we sent out a bunch to labels we liked and to and we and we did you know we researched and we found the clubs that we liked and we're like well let's book our or let's book tours and 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 um. We had some really positive responses from from the from a few labels and um, and uh, actually Isaac was like, well, you know, I like this recording. Um, Isaac from Star Time was like, I like uh, this recording. I like Star Time because we 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 were fans of the Walkman. We really uh-huh. liked the French Kicks and mm-hmm. uh, and um, so we were. They, he said, if you could make it out to CMJ, um, then lo- let's see how that goes. You know, right? And so. For the listener, CMJ 
the College Music Journal Festival in New York every October. We've talked about it. Terrible festival. It sucks. It yeah. sucks. I, I had some great times, but there's always a winner, right? Sure. So there's always a winner. Right. So Murphy booked that tour. Murphy did a lot of the lead work. Who was that. one of the well, original, well, the original other right. guitar player. In the right. Time. And um, and so we we managed, and, a lot, and you know, we got a lot of positive responses from people who are like, you know, I haven't even. I, they'd call up and be like, I haven't even listened to your CD, but I I'm, thank you for not sending like a, a headshot and some stupid thing they're like i have no idea if you suck or not you know right thanks for sending something different yeah and got and got some you know good shows and some well some decent shows they're mostly pretty shitty i mean it was playing like after open mic nights and (laughs) and uh that's always good yes and then classic self-booked but but then we then we went out to um new york and and um and made a connection so so uh, started up with Star Time, um, and uh, soon after that, um, uh, talked to Mahmoud, who uh, book, a booking book, agent, book, uh, Mahmoud, yep. Mahmoud from uh, uh, Flower Booking, who was our yeah. booking agent as well. And and so he he uh, we were totally thrilled to have a record label and a booking agent. <laughs> we thought that was the. I mean, I also think I think, I think it's worth noting, uh, you know, maybe if for someone who hasn't heard the joggers, is that you guys had a unique sound. I mean, the way that you, I, I think it, it, it's it's worth noting the way that you play guitar and the way that you and first Murphy and then Dan the guitar inter- to get a little, uh, you know, uh, record reviewer the guitar interplay. Uh, I always thought it was there was an individual sound. Give us your Thurston Moore take on exactly. It, so that's my Thurston Moore impersonation with rains of scronk <laughs> raining down upon. Well, I, just not just to blow a little smoke. Uh, it's no, not no. like you guys are, are sending out some shitty, you know, third rate strokesian thing <laughs> at, the, at the time. <laughs> oh, you're giving us way too you much credit. You guys were doing your you guys um, were doing your own pre-strokesian. No, no. <laughs> Thank or you. This would have been right on the. Right. I mean, it's strokesian. No, no, it's, it's strokes, strokes were definitely there. Uh, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was. It was. We. We definitely. I was paid by Isaac. We. Uh, we liked. Ching. <laughs> well, uh, we, we liked bands. We liked a lot of the like the so-called dual lead bands, and so probably wound up putting too many guitars on things. But that was the way it went. Well, I would. I. I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that there's there's definitely a, a big prog influence. Well, yeah, you, uh, we loved uh, a lot of prog stuff, a lot yeah. of classic rock stuff, and, was, and you know, like I mean, the things that we liked were mostly classic rock, and right. then and then like the late '80s, early '90s stuff. So you know, Sebado, Polvo, Pavement, um, uh, the Touchstone, Thinking Fellers, Union Local 282, mm-hmm. amazing, um, and the smaller bands that were sort of in that. Mm-hmm. That cesspool, whatever. Sure. You <laughs> Sonic Youth were, of course, huger, but they were a big, big thing for us. Right. So, love the love the bands that messed around with guitars and changed tunings and did did I, what I thought what I still consider to be innovative things. Right. So, so, so how many tours did you end up going on? To- totally. The, yeah. Totally. 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 <laughs> um, I think we did like eight or nine national tours okay. yeah, I, like it's i don't i actually have like some journals that right help but it, i don't have access to them nobody um, does yeah and they anyway so it was like somewhere in there but but total tours i mean there was a, being in portland something that you know you may know it's 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 different from being out here where it's like the cities are relatively close together right out there is like you go to seattle yep you know um san francisco is a major hike right um and then if you want to cross you know, cross over to the to Chicago East. Right, um, that's a commitment. Yeah, it, you know, yeah, it's, it is. It, it's interesting that you bring that. That was one of the things that I wanted to bring up. I remember for us, uh, tour going out west, the novelty never wore off. I mean, all the, all the guys in my band are from Adam is from uh, Ohio, but Dan is from Connecticut, and I am from New York. So, yeah. like, to go out west to cross, you know, because things the terrain starts to change once sure. you get past like Minnesota right. into North Dakota. It starts like you feel like you're away right. from from home. So I and I always used to get jealous looking at your tour schedules right. because I, I don't know if it was jealous, jealous maybe a strong word, but I was always like, oh man, because you guys. Because you were based in in the Northwest, you wound up playing a lot of these "quote unquote" secondary markets more. You were like jealous of the far- secondary. Well, markets. I just I for me <laughs> what, because I I connect playing out there with like being on vacation as a kid and going, right. and so it was always right. like 
for us to play in Fargo to no one right. wasn't that big of a deal because Fargo was usually the beginning of a you know where where this, the the promise of a great tour. Right, right, right. Well, there's there. a reason that we did some tours where we just went to the West Coast. You know, like we're we're trying to find every way to bypass Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah. Find every way to not get to Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, even if we lost money, it's like, well, at very least we're, like, you know, seeing some nature. Yeah. Maybe able to do some things. Yeah. Cause, like, but I remember you guys playing, you guys played in, like, Salt Lake City and I, maybe Bunch Wyoming. Like, we, like, Bunch we, of times. we, we never, we, we, we played in a lot of states. We missed those, those two. And that always seemed like, uh, I don't know, you're, you're, you're doing it. But well, you're right I mean, in terms it, of like it, it was by necessity, it. you know. I mean, I, I'm sure it would have been different if if you live in uh, on the East Coast. It it just changes, yeah, what it means to go on tour. Sure. So it's by necessity. Um, but it's true. Like we did a lot of like weekend stints in Missoula and Tacoma. I think we played a few times and and so when we were just we were just getting going, we hadn't gone outside of the West Coast. Um, and uh, yeah. Good old days, fun times. But you're, but like, you were like touring was never your favorite. No, per, personally, I mean, you know, it's tough. I, touring um, before we get into some worst gigs ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what I was mean, just your, as like a general appraisal of touring? I mean, itself. you know, so it's, it, it, it tends to be that people like to tour, they like to record, they like to you know play live. What you know, and yeah. and it's a, usually a combination. Of of one right. more of these things, right? You know, I thought touring actually it could be so great and it could be so terrible. It could just be like the worst thing, yeah. And and I mean, not the not the worst, but even really pretty close. Well, there I mean, are some moments where it feels pretty yeah, close it, to the worst it, thing in the world. It's pretty it, it's pretty bad. It's um, but it's also like you know, you come out of it and you look back and you're like, I I'm so lucky to have right. had those experiences. Like so fortunate, right? Um. And uh, I, I, the older I get, the more I feel that you know. Um, yeah. I would like but, to think that. Well, you know what I think? I think because for mo- for all of us in this room, it was like in our in our at least for me, from twenty five to thirty was like we were touring multiple times a year. Right, like yep. that was five right. you know, consistently touring and, enough. I could use it as an excuse to not do other things. Ex- yeah, that, yeah, that's what, that's when the band, even if it wasn't sometimes true. But the band was the priority yeah. at that time in my life. What I think do, for what do you do with your time? Yeah, I'm in Oxford. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I'm in I think we could all we could all yeah. speaking for all of us like that was the priority at the time. And and even if our bands didn't get to the point where like. Um, we we were not worried about people showing up because I think we were we were all it's like I hope people are going to be at the show tonight. Right. It's yeah. still, For sure. you know, we were still luckier than ninety percent of other bands that never right. get out of the. Well, you know, it's a, it's an adventure, and and when you start out, and all the you know the shows are nothing when you start out, right? I mean, like when you first do it, the shows there's no one there, or you're, or it's just happenstance, like you know you have some. I, you know, sometimes uh, what I'm saying is the novelty of it is is amazing, and yep. and it's an adventure. And the longer you do it, where it doesn't grow mm-hmm. or it doesn't grow that much, right? Um, you start to forget that or start to feel that it's not an adventure anymore. Yeah. And um, once it starts to, it starts to sometimes it, it's not the same, but oddly feel like a desk job, like in a weird way, like where it's just you're doing the same thing and like it's like. What are the results? Yeah. Like at least for me, at a certain point, it's like, well, I'll do another one. I don't you know. know. I, we'll be we were, another show. We that's were in the, the same, same boat, and 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 like anything, you want to progress. Yeah. With yeah. every successive time that you go out, and when and when you see things uh, in stasis, you start questioning why you're doing it. I, in and the first I really place. don't think. I mean, I I know there are some people who are. I don't know. There's people who who expect amazing growth, like right. in their audience. But for for us, the bands we like, they were. I mean, I don't know. I think they they would have consistently draw like a hundred people, but they, people would love them. Sure. Like, and that, to us, that seemed amazing, like an amazing goal. Um, and it's when you're playing the Casbah for the seventh time, <laughs> and you look at the bartender. And he has that look of like you know the thousand mile stare, and you have, <laughs> and you, and there's no one there, and uh, it just gets old. I yeah, think that, I think that show was with us actually. By <laughs> yeah, how many of them? Yeah. Uh, and the the moment when it's the place that used to be the like you'd look at the tour schedule and be like, oh wow, we got to get through some bullshit, but this one, the Casbah's got to be good, like yeah. that place in Detroit. 
I can never remember the name. Magic Stick. Not the Magic oh, Stick, no, the, the smaller the, one. The, the Lager House. The Lager House. Yeah. I, the Lager House in, in Detroit would be the place where I'd be like, oh, but at least we got the Lager House. And, then, know, it would, and then all of a sudden, I remember like one tour, it kind of shifted where I was just like, uh-oh. Like, the Lager House isn't doing it anymore. No one cares that much. For all the frustrations, I always felt that... Well, I don't always feel, but I've often felt that for all the frustrations, it... Um, even some of the worst shows mm-hmm. at the time now seem like, wow, that was actually a really entertaining adventure. It right. could have, parts of it could have sucked, but you know, compared to doing a desk job, right? Hey, and you know what that is? That's a perfect segue into a story. A story. Oh, well, well, give you us. Know, I wanted to bring up some of the some some bad shows. Yeah, no, let, let's want, let's hear a worst gig ever. Okay, please. So I, we have a few. I was actually trying to talk with Daryl and Jake about this. Um, one was good. It was memorable. Um, it was Pittsburgh. This guy named Manny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know Manny. Yeah, okay. of course. Okay. Everyone's supposed to be scared I, of Manny. I believe here how he pulled a knife on people. I don't know if Manny's come up on the show before. I have to say personally, when we've dealt with Manny, he has been nothing but. Uh, he treated us very fairly. Yeah. I think we only worked with him once or twice, but he uh, he treated us fair. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. There was nothing. Uh, I. I there, there's nothing bad about Manny in the story. The only thing is that he booked us at this restaurant or something in Pittsburgh where we had to play after a um, it was a Jewish birthday party. There was aka a bar mitzvah. No, it wasn't a bar mitzvah. It was like <laughs> it was like a ten year old some birthday party. Became a man. Yeah. I don't know. And the reason why I know it's Jewish, like it was like everyone had a, a, a yarmulke. Okay, and um, and so the and my aunt and my uncle and my cousins were all there who uh-huh. lived in Pittsburgh. So they come I told them I was you know, it was sure. like one of the first tours and I was like, Come on down, uh, I'm playing and and uh it was it was what it was. You know, we had to we were like sorry, uh <laughs> aunt and uncle, um you know, uh, the the party will be wrapping up in about <laughs> half an hour, and then the first band will play and then we'll then and then and that's what happened and then, you know, it was just my family looking uh, being like the only people oh, watching so, us so the, literally, the party had left the party was done we were after the party uh, oh it wasn't integrated it was just no, like you got a deal and then no no it, it was like they have this room right until 10, 10 or whatever 10 right yeah. and then the, your show starts and the other band was like fing fang foom something uh-huh, like that uh-huh. and um, they played and then the only people who were there were the two bands and my family right so that was uh, a little awkward it's a bu- it's a bummer when you invite the family I think like I mean it just it oh, it, ne- it doesn't usually work out well here's it, the question did, did uh, was that the only time that uh your family has seen the joggers play no my 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 brother and my mom my dad have seen us play mm-hmm. at very like a, a couple times not very many it's it's it can be a little weird i mean it's definitely yeah yeah a, I, a little yeah. weird I, um, I think like family member like especially when you're still temp or if you're temping or whatever, like co-workers if co-workers find out because you always i always feel like you have to do the kind of dance you got to like do the explanation dance of like well, I mean, we play music, yes, yeah. but like you gotta understand what that means. Well, because, like, well this this the gets, context of a show. This and, gets like, into the whole thing about like dealing with people outside of the world of of indie rock, for lack of a better term. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, so, what do you play? Covers or originals? Right, right, yeah. You know, like yeah. there's Jerry Fuchs, the the drummer of of Touring Machine and a ton of other bands, had a great story about mm-hmm. playing at uh, like the Jade Tree CMJ showcase in like 2000 when he was working on Wall Street. Right. And so he had a bunch of his yeah, like, yeah. Wall Street buddies come to the yeah. show and they're like, yeah. oh yeah, fucking fugue. Like not yeah. getting yeah, the, yeah. Uh, th- that they did not bridge that divide. Yeah. It's always, yeah, oh, it's, yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it, it feels, at least for me, always fills me with such anxiety. Like, of just like, I don't want to deal with, like, let's just act like, you know. Coworker, even at, coworker even at UCB, in a band. a lot of times, yeah. I'll just be like, eh, you'll, well, you'll be fine. Like, you don't need to see it. Like, you yeah. won't, it's not your thing. Yeah. Like, you don't need to see me screaming my head off <laughs> as a 34 year old, like, slamming my bass around. But, yeah. So, uh, so that's, but that is, that is, that, that was, that's the private friends and family show. So, so yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's like you booked a show for your family. It's exactly. Nice. Exactly. Um, and, uh, so there's some other ones. Um, yes. One was a, one was a, one, one was a tour story that's actually pretty funny. Uh-huh. So, right, yeah. so we were playing um, the ha- Halifax Pop Explosion. This would uh, be in Canada. In Canada. Yeah. Right. Uh, we got invited. Someone up there 
which heard us, liked us, and invited us up. Um, and they paid for the plane tickets. And we're like, all right, sure, let's go to Halifax and play. So flew in there, and the guy picked us up. And um, I, I was exhausted for some reason. And uh, we he took us to a hostel and not a hotel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so we're going to stay at a hostel. Um, and uh, so we put our stuff in the, in, the, in a room. We were all staying in one room. There were bunk right. beds. And uh, it was clean. It was nice. And uh, we went out and we went to some bistro to get dinner. I don't know. Bistro. So it was classy. Meal. I, I, it, it, it was. Classy joints. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. And, and uh, you know, had had like a beer. And then I was super tired. And, and so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going back, guys. And so I. I no, wait. Was the show that no, night? No, no show that night. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were just, that was, a, that was travel day. Got it. Um, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we went in there and. Um, Sorry, I went back to the I went back to the hostel, and um, I I I um, I went to sleep. I went to sleep. Okay, I did something before I went to sleep. Um, now I fell asleep. I totally fell asleep, and uh, then like th- through my dream state, I hear the guys coming back. And they're, yeah, I can tell they've had a few drunk drinks. They're loud and they're sort of they're yapping it up. And uh, and uh, they're talking for a while. And I'm like just half aware that they're even there. And then and, and like Daryl started sneezing and and uh, and like blowing his nose. And and then it's like it was, he, he, I hear his voice and it's the most trem, tremulous, like 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 uh, you know, like a eight. Eight-year-old child has just experienced cruelty for the first time, <laughs> and he's and then he's like, Burn. and uh, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Daryl. Um, he was bowling his nose before this, and he's like, did you jerk off tonight? <laughs> and I and I <laughs> I look back in my memory and I'm like, I. I Thanks. <laughs> and then you hear this like, oh, and he ran screaming from the room. I think he went and uh, vomited in. in Understandably. In so I, okay, that, I thought he was being really fussy, but uh, right. it's like but, get over it. Yeah, uh, but so he. It's natural. So it was this way. I just just to just to bring it back. Uh, this this would not be uh, the first time I've heard of this type of thing happening. Really? Where? Well, well, maybe not on tour, but just like so. So you do something, and then you just pass out to like. Totally. I mean, I, I, it's one of those dick in hand. <laughs> I, he was tired. <laughs> I, 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 I threw the incriminating uh, whatever it was yeah. on the ground, and it was, it was tissue, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, and, uh, and passed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this was not. Uh, I'm not proud of it. You know, right. I'm just, I mean, my response is I, like, get it together. I, a bit, but, you know. I'm proud of you for sharing that. Um, that's, that's, that's so that, that wasn't a worst gig ever. In fact, that was one that's of the worst something ever. That was right. like, for, for, for Daryl, but you know, I think he's come to really respect that moment as important for his it's growth. It's a touchstone in his life yeah, where yeah, he really yeah, yeah. found out something by himself <laughs> no, and, no, no, and no. your friendship. <laughs> you know, it, was a, it was a memorable story. Yes. Um, that's, that's, that is a good one. Um, that is a good one. God, there's so many stories. I yeah. saw someone get killed outside a club in Boston. Oh, all right. So yeah, we're, we're, okay. we're, 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 we're swerving to the other end of the yep. spectrum. We were playing at the Middle East um, a few years ago and we were loading out and I was like pissed off because I couldn't find Dan. Dan never loaded out ever. And I was like, Dan, come on, man. And, like, uh, singer? So, uh, other guitarists. It should, oh, okay. I think it should all. I, I think it should be noted. There's usually that guy right, yes. right, right. in the band who someone's got to go smoke a cigarette all of a sudden, or oh, I just got to go talk to this one person. Yeah, no, I'll be there in one minute, and then you watch them doing the laps, find <laughs> any way to get out of it. And um, his name is usually Jay Green. I just called <laughs> you out, Jay. <laughs> He's much better at it now. I've heard. And, and, yeah, and so he was. He, he never ever loaded out. And in, in, in retrospect, it was like it was fine. I actually, you know, I didn't mind loading out. Like, sure. I, I was happy not to talk. I didn't want to talk with any to anybody. And and uh, did you take a joy in loading the van? Not really, but it was like, our guitars loved it, like the Tetris quality. Oh, Justin oh, no, it was real. The wood never. 
Like you got some fucking beer syndrome. No, like, I was look just... at it. How it just gets in there and just fit this perfect. There, there is definitely for the listener who maybe hasn't loaded a a fifteen passenger van or in our case a minivan, right. Full of equipment. There is a certain joy to be had. In oh God, yeah. Getting all of the guitar cases and amps and merch. When you box figure out that. that perfect combination, oh bro. And there was one, like because we yeah. wound up Oxford Collapse wound up renting minivans. Right. For, and there's the usually year. like one guy or two guys in the in the van who know how to do it. Yeah. And Daryl right. was like that guy, and he'd, he'd always be like, get out of my yeah. way. <laughs> get out of my way. You're not doing it right. And anyway, so I went to go get Dan in, uh, 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 out front and uh, at the nightclub to block down. Like, just as I was going up to him to yell him, be like, right. you listen here, sir. <laughs> um, it was like, pop, 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 pop. And we looked down, oh, and uh, there was a God. guy getting executed right in front of um, this club. Um, and the, there, was a, there was a crowd there, too. It wasn't just yeah. like a few of us. It was like 30 feet Did away. Did you see as well as here? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. You could see. I mean, there were people scattering right. this way and that way. But I mean, it was just like a guy, mm-hmm. shooting guy who was right. at his feet. And then he ran off, and uh, it was chaos. Um, that is, I was expecting a, someone. Now that could have been a car, massive driver. But the show was awesome. <laughs> I oh, don't that me- show sold so much merch. Everyone was into we, it. I, I I actually don't remember that much about the show. <laughs> uh, I think it's it was kind of uh, hard to remember after you just watch someone die in front of you. No, it eyes. could have been a worse show. I mean, right. I, we could have gotten murdered ourselves. Sure. But, um, <laughs> so it actually that was you know that was memorable. Um, that's frightening. Yeah. That's so. Um, I think that's our first dead body on that. That is our first dead body. Oh, I'm proud. proud. (laughs) Our first masturbation story and our first dead body. Probably not the first masturbation story in people's minds that they wanted to tell us. Exactly. But Ben had the guts to, yeah. to be that. <laughs> you gotta have Hopefully that that'll balls. start a trend. I, I'm, I'm probably probably shouldn't have talked about that, but it just seems too irresistible. Well, you never it, actually it admitted to it. You said you did something. I did, so I did something. Hold, on, you know, let that let to people you. put it together. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, an, there's another story. I probably have talked about this with you. Um, was So we can debate when, when the blues was born. <laughs> <laughs> and as three white guys in 2012, we're the people to right. do it. Um, but um, where the the blues continues to die every day is in the Disneyland Anaheim House <laughs> of Blues. Um, the authentic. That is an unbelievable place. Yes. Um, so we were on tour. It was our first tour, I think. Not our first tour. It was like our first or second tour book to it, Mahmoud. Um, and um, so we were on tour with uh, Hot Hot Heat and uh, the French Kicks. Good tour. And yeah, and at the time, like Hot Hot Heat had um, that hit on yeah. TV. And so the crowds were huge. And um, and uh, so we, I, I was, I had, a, I had a lot of like stage anxiety. I always did. Right. Um, even if I loved the show, you know, it was still part of things. I right. think everyone does, right? For, but I mean, like, I had more. For you, were you were you the type of guy that, like, and we talk about the, the, the qualities that make a good show, was playing the songs accurately, like, hitting all the notes, was that incredibly important to you in terms it of, like, the... It was kind of important. I, 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 just in the sense, I don't mean to sound, I don't know how this is going to sound, but, like, I I felt that our music was was close enough to unlistenable chaos i mean it was mm-hmm. it was like it was pop music right. but it was it was like like it 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 didn't have a lot of room for for not doing things kind of in the right zone no i mean we're not sticklers and we were not the musicians to we didn't have the musicianship, mm-hmm. musicianship to do things like on the nose right but um yeah no i mean you know it had to be sort of in the right zone anyway so this tour was was like one of the first tours uh, it was one of our first tours in general, but it was definitely the first one where we were playing to like big crowds. Mm-hmm. And we were the opener, and there's always that paradox of like having it be completely inconsequential and yet entirely stressful because you have to prove yourself, whereas right. the other bands, or right. at least the headliners, like everyone's there to see them. Yeah. So you're like, great, everyone who comes here is going to be, you know, is going to like my stuff. And right. No, it's not the case um, yes. at all. Um, you're lucky if you sell a couple more t-shirts right um i mean, I mean luckily that's is like luckily in like kind of the world we toured in like people were a little bit more open and excited about watching the opening bands versus yeah. if you were like you know opening for know, like bon jovi or so like a big tour where people just don't like or like or like sabbath where they legitimately are like get the fuck off the stage yeah. well like, slayer was is, yeah, is slayer the is yes yeah, so if you're not yeah. getting yelled 
Slayer throughout yeah. and get the fuck off. You're oh, not yeah. Slayer. Oh, the, heck, the hecklers. We opened for Black Keys once, and there was a some dude who was who was heckling us at the Troubadour. That was kind of fun. I'll get to some other heckle stories, right? Later. Um, and uh, I'm going to name drop as much as possible. You're, you're you got him. Welcome to. And um, so anyway, it, it, go back to House of Blues, Anaheim. Disneyland anxiety um, on stage. So th- th- I, this whole tour, I was pretty nervous, and uh, I would deal with stage anxiety through the normal route, which is too much beer, right? Um, and this would lead to um, some hangovers from medium to apocalyptic grade. <laughs> um, and uh, that day was near the higher end of the spectrum. Right. So the thing about House of Blues at this time, I forget what year it was exactly. It was 2003 or four, Something like that. Prime Blues. Era. Prime Blues. <laughs> yeah, the best one. PB. The best year for it, probably. Um, uh, was that the Mickey Mouse Disco Club Ooh. had to start at like 10 on the nose <laughs> or something like that. So another thing about this club is, is there was like... 10 or 12 layers of security. So it wasn't just that you had like a drink um, wristband and a band wristband. Right. And you had like five or six, I mean, it wasn't 10 (laughs) or 12, but it was like five or six different layers of security. A Mickey Mouse, like the security. And um, the the security that were working that night were assholes, total assholes. And... um, and well, they were just doing their job, whatever. Like they, you know, the point the was the point is that night they had assholes. to. We were supposed to start at seven thirty, right? Like I think it was seven thirty on the dot or seven on the dot. Maybe it was even earlier than that. I'm forgetting. Um, Classic opening slot, yeah, for big show, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I was vomiting in the bathroom, and this Disney. Goon, this like this <laughs> this dis this this Disney fascist walks in and like grabs me by my shirt and it was like you need to get on the stage like we you need to play now or or and you know we need to get the this show needs to be done and I'm like <sighs> I was I was like vomiting and I'm like guy give me right. a second give me a second here and um. So he basically drags me out to the uh, stage, <laughs> um, and we somehow managed to play, although I'm on the verge of passing out right. the entire time and stopping singing. So I'm just like mouthing the words with like a completely dry <laughs> mouth, like wanting to vomit, and uh, no one really there. But no, actually, that's not true. I think actually there were people at that time. And, um, and so it was like I was lip syncing to no. Right. Lyrics. And like, right. and like Jake was trying to sing the lyrics. It was terrible. Yeah. It, you know, it was just awful. And, um, anyway, so it, it was just, um, I mean, I think exercise the, and pain and sure. like, well, that's, isn't that what the blues is all about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Like, it is yeah. all about the pain. I mean, honestly, the, shit. the plus you can take out of it is that guy, that's his miserable existence every single day of his oh, life. There was something is, is constantly stressing. To get the Disney Mickey Mouse Disco Club in and to like live under the boot of the mouse, essentially. It was of like we've got to be like demanded, like onto like that guy's tension must be just constantly. You, just you know, like, and, and and then Hot and Heat had a full show, right? right? And it was totally packed, and you know, at ten twenty nine or whatever, it was all rolled up, and Mickey Mouse Disco Dance Club starts, and who walks <laughs> in but like six Taiwanese teenagers. That's perfect. It. Like, that's it. It wasn't like there were throngs of people at the door, of course. Which is the thing. You're the fucking show making the money. Like, I, I, you're, like, you know, like, common sense is not right. what goes on there. But no. I should also say that that story inspired one of the funniest and one of my favorite bits of stage banter, courtesy of yourself, when fun. we played with, with you guys in, I believe it was in Milwaukee, which was a very fun night. Um, I can't remember the exact context. But you use the phrase the Disney World House of Blues and like authentic blues club, like the most authentic blues club in America, the Disneyland Anaheim House of Blues. Yeah. To this day, one of my favorites. Dan Aykroyd knows what's going down, man. When you got the Ackman on on the fucking. So, so give us a give us a heckler. Heckler. Oh, this is one of Daryl's least favorite. Um, So we were playing in Orange County with a band called. Elephant. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I we remember that. We were in a that. compilation with them. They were, yeah. they were for a New York band. 
and, I think. and the guys were okay, but the, I, I, I frankly didn't. None of us liked their music very much, and the lead singer was—he seemed pretty arrogant, like yeah. not like not a cool dude. Right. And, and uh, we're gonna have him on next week. Okay. <laughs> Real classic. Uh, give him my regards. <laughs> yeah, give him my regards. Um, <laughs> but we were playing in in Orange County at the strip mall. Um, <laughs> Already. Uh, chain reaction. I don't know. I, okay. I honestly don't know the Chain Reaction is like one of the best shows I've ever played. And it was in a strip mall. Yeah, in like, like possibly in Orange County. I honestly don't, I don't like know. Like 900 kids going nuts. <laughs> so Insane. So Daryl toned it down after this, but Daryl at that time was making a lot of satirical jokes about, uh, about uh, Christianity. Uh-huh. And as some people may or may not know, um, uh, Orange County has a lot of Devout uh, yes. evangelicals, Christians. Yes. Daryl is a carpenter. Make of that what you will. I mean, right, right, right. <laughs> do the math. So he made he made a funny joke um, on stage, and this there was no one there. There was a really like there was like there's a few, few people drinking at the bar. Right. There's no one really like watching the show, and there was two completely jacked Christians. They we didn't know they're Christians right. at the time, but they were like totally jacked, and they. Obviously took offense to this, and so the, for the entire set, for our entire set, was this guy and no one else in the audience. I mean, the one, there's one thing about having heckler because if there's an audience there, you can sort of play with that and you can mess with them, and and uh, it's different. But it's if it's just them, so it was like the entire set. This guy was screaming like, "You fucking suck! Like, get off the fucking stage!" It's um, not very Christian, uh, <laughs> yeah. If you ask me, it's not yeah. my guy. Well, you know. Yeah, um, and that's I gotta say that was kind of hard to play to for sure. an hour and a half. And he was a big dude. He was not someone you wanted to mess with, right? Um, so it was like extremely unpleasant. It was the last night of the tour, and so as soon as we got out of there, like, and then some uh, some other showgoers like went up to him and they're like, "Why are you doing this? This is why no one wants to play Orange County." Uh-huh. This this sort of thing. Oh, they went up to the Christian. Yeah, Christian. and yeah. he was. Wait, did you hear all that going on? Yeah, too? and like later, I think I actually went up and tried to talk to him. Like not <laughs> not like not not fight with him, but because I, I would have smooth it. Up. I would have gotten destroyed. But right. I was like, I was like, what? What was that about? Like, what the and fuck, then bro? and later we reconstructed, and it was like it must have been. I mean, however bad we were, we weren't so bad as right. like to provoke that. And, right. And like, I think it was obviously Daryl's uh, uh, controversial views. jokes views. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was unpleasant, and then we we just left. We left the the antagonizing audience member, especially when the show is when there's no terrible. one there. Is, right. is, it goes from bad to worse. It gives you quickly. a little like, why am I here? What am I doing? Uh, we played a, a similar type show in in Denver, and I remember. I think it was the band after us or before, and there was nobody here. And there's some jackass in there slam dancing, nice by himself. And he and he he hits. Uh, Oxford Collapse is a perfect band to kickbox. Well, this too. was uh, I, this was the other band. Oh, okay. This was Chain of Strength. No. Oh, okay. Was, this was whatever it was. It, I don't remember what it wasn't. It was like a Smashing Pumpkins esque low big log local yep. draw. Kickbox. BLD man. as we like to call it. BLD man. And there's nobody there, and this 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 slam dancer hits into Dan, our drummer, like multiple times, and it's the only time outside of the time Dan almost punched me in the face in Spain, <laughs> which is for another podcast. Oh, uh, that I've seen Dan actually like get in someone's face yeah. and have to be separated uh, because the, the uh, some some shit was going to go down. Amazing. But so it's 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 just, and that's a depressing. We, we toured with Go 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 Earhart for a while. Yeah, right. And they were really fun. And yeah, like their music and and. Um, but there was a guy named Hash in the band, and he... The bass player, right? Yeah, yeah. and he did not get along. He played with some other like big band. I'm forgetting the name. Like the red-haired guy? He was Indian. Oh, no. And, okay. uh, okay. the, and the it's Indian. the red-haired guy and yeah, Hash. Yeah, yeah Hash. Uh, um, and he um, would just... They would get into like terrible fights every mm-hmm. night with him like throwing oh, their instruments what, within all the, the place, band. Within the band. Wow. And it was really awkward. It was just like being... Sure. It was like being in the, you know, you're part of this tour, and every night, like like clockwork, I don't know what it was, it was drinking or what, he wasn't happy about the tour, and something. And it was just like these terrible fights where he was like throwing gear and like, pro- and like you know, threatening. It's like that couple just will fight in front of you, and you're just, <laughs> they seem to yes, have no but problem like every with that. Night but every night for six weeks. Yeah. But, okay, so, well, we have we have a myriad of stories here yeah, right. across the, all different types of 
horrible things happen to you guys. Uh, 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 I mean, a, have, a long peppered pepper. We should say the, these classic tour stories peppered in. I mean, among you know, it's a lot so, of great things. It's so mild compared to. Yeah, uh, you know the terrible things that go on in the world every day. Sure, yeah, of course, of course. Of I, mean, course I, I know you guys aren't now that. Well, now that you've got the the perspective, I think that's a key thing too. Is like you know, you're, you once you kind of are able to step away, like you're able to find the obviously, like that's what the whole point of this stupid podcast is: is that finding the humor in these things. Because when you're in the when you're in the the van. It feels like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, you have to do like a, or you know, it's it's, it's and it's, you're not mentally ready for it anyways. You're younger and you're just like it, it, some of the worst things are not even worth discussing or right. easy, easy to discuss. You know, right. like the sort of the, when you look into the abyss, you have like a unbelievable hangover and you have a twelve hour drive and you've been doing this for months and yep. months and years and maybe you you just you know you're you're going to be staring into the horizon and nowhere to look but at yourself and what you're doing with your life. <laughs> yes. And that can those can be rough moments, yeah. you know. Uh, and then all of a sudden Bob Seger's turn the page comes on yeah. and your <laughs> tears to that song legitimately. Whenever <laughs> we'd be on tour three or four weeks in, if that came on the radio, I would just be sitting there just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, man. But okay, so but uh, you know the the joggers are sadly no more. We are no right more. Now. I mean no, yeah, yeah. I mean we we're all still good buddies yeah. um but uh, happily no more. But uh, I mean, well, we don't play anymore. Yeah, right. um, and and you know, not to get too much into, it, but like the idea that I'm assuming, like what we talk about, the stasis of the show, you know, yeah. stuff not necessarily progressing, Just not like growing, c- uh, yeah, contributed yeah. to the idea of like yeah. it's time it was, to it was, move it was on. Part of it. I mean, you know, I think a lot of bands, you can see why some of the bands that stick around as they get older, right? They had something that grew, you know, yeah. and and so it, it it sort of synced up with where they were in their place in life. And I, you know, there are those who defy it and and tour really small shows that pay nothing mm-hmm. forever. And I fishbound documentary. I really, I really admire that, like um, you know, Fred and Tootie Cole. Like yeah. you know, there there are bands who I actually I have no idea what they get paid. They might do great. I right. have no idea, but um. Um, you know, who just who push on through, and I totally admire those bands. Um, but that doesn't mean you're a bad you person if do you it. if you're not doing it too. And and so and so you're not doing playing music right now. Currently not playing. Music. Um, is besides it some, playing playing some pretty cool acoustic by myself in my bedroom. Hey, look, <laughs> that's that. And there's you know, yeah. Fahey and uh, uh, Kotke. Yeah, we all we all love. <laughs> yeah. uh, is there? I mean, and this is something that we talk about with 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 people that you know kind of did their band right um the thing that keeps you involved like i mean is 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 there music music's always going to be there like is, yeah. do you see a band in the future or like what's the context has changed as to what place music plays in your life right now i don't know all i know is i is i, is I miss it you know and i go like yeah. and i miss playing and i and i a lot of my friends have con- continue to play um and i kind of i stopped performing cold turkey you know and uh and uh i i miss it i miss it a lot i i haven't put together uh any any anything anything in my mind about like w- what would be next right. and um time goes by and that's a choice too you know yeah. you, you you know indecision is a decision and that's a, a that's one mistake i think i made is that when when you're doing it when you're in a band i think as hard as it can be you whatever the hell you're doing you should really do it with intensity you know yeah. and do it because time does change and opportunities change and where you are in life and your responsibilities do change and it's obvious now yeah. but it's like it, things could be available to you and right. you know at a certain age and they aren't later or they're not it's you know the the difficulties are different and yeah. and so i i think the the if there was a mistake at, uh, we made or I made, I think it was it was being wasting too much time in indecision. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's also something to be said for uh, kind of knowing when to say when with certain projects. And, and, and it's very unclear, you know. I mean, there's no, you know, it's not like you, you're a baseball pitcher and you break your arm twelve right. places and it's like, sorry, man, you're it's not legitimately. Be, you can't do. Yeah. That. I mean, there's. It's up to you. Yeah. It's up to you to yeah. keep on going or to stop and and it's and that's a tough thing. Well, um look, I hope, you know, I'm I'm looking in I'm looking in the my my I, I, Karnak personal <laughs> ball. It's so weird that you bring that to I, every podcast. I'm looking into the ball. 
I'm seeing, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing things. You're hearing, what are you hearing? In the future. I'm hearing good, I'm hearing uh, good things. Good vibes, bro. Dubstep? Uh, no, that's, that's not it. It's, but it's not like. (laughs) You're the new Skrillex. Uh, I just, you know, if, for the listener, if you haven't heard the joggers yet, Listen to the joggers. Hey, thanks. And that's the thing. I mean, the the records are there. The records will stand. You could buy the joggers Oxford Collapse split seven inch, which that's they're correct. about two hundred sitting in my parents' house. <laughs> yeah, right. yep. um, but no, the 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 music is there for and all of our band. This is not some some shrill plug. But there's something to be said for the. But if you uh, want to go to hey, Amazon, Panthers dot com, you know it's 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 a testament to like kind of where we were at that place in our lives, right? And like, definitely, you know, and it's and if people like it, that's awesome, and it's and hope you know people get into it, whatever. It's it's just it's it's taking it's not it's taking up digital ones and zeros. Hey, it's still um, out there, man. But so okay, so we 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 like to end the uh, the, the the podcast with kind it's of already a, it's a, already over, man. Yeah, I have so many. Uh, do we have any? We're going to, I mean, we can, this is, we can. We can do three segments, two, three, and four. We can, yes, we can definitely have. <laughs> no, I, I, I actually don't, I don't know how many more I have. I mean, you gave <laughs> us, you gave us quite a, 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 a melange, if we, you will, exactly. of, of tales that, 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 that ran the gamut from self, uh, 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 you know, Self abuse to your word, your people. words, not mine. <laughs> oh, we're talking on the on the Christian tip here. Um, but we wrap up every. Yeah. So so yeah. So what what do you think? What did the joggers think of the word gig? gig. <laughs> I don't think we thought much about it at all. Uh, I personally, I you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I feel neutral about it. I think it's fine. Is it like we? What, what do you mean? Like using it? Like would you use? Like I don't know. What do you? What yeah. do you mean? Would you say like Dude, we got a gig tonight, or we're we're going to play a gig? Sure, but probably with like a little bit tongue in cheek, right? Um, not not like, mom, I'm going gigging, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to touring, like you know, taking uh, the show on the road. I, I think we I think a show is used more often, but right. But I I I don't have a doesn't fill me with rage to hear the word gig. All right. That's, yeah. that's that is a neutral's that's a, valid. That is neutral's a, valid. Now, Ben, um, you have a, uh, a you have a long drive back to Boston. That's tonight. right. Oh God. You're, you're in fact you're leaving the green room backstage my, of my apartment, <laughs> heading straight on to about what ninety five. Yep. To, you got it. To you got it, Mister. Eighty four. No, to eighty four. Uh, I think that's. I think I'm going to take that route. I mean, you're looking at what about four hours about, in the yeah, car yeah. by that's, yourself, by myself at night. Yeah. For those of you who are listening to this episode, it was taped on a Sunday night. The episodes are not live, guys. Wow. Chill out. Surprise. Um, so you got a lot of driving ahead by little, yourself at night. Bit. So the yeah. last thing I want to say to you is get home safe. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. I, Thank, thank you. you, Ben. Worst gig ever. 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 ever.